We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to Shows What You Know, your television podcast where we take all these amazing shows and we break them down into little bits. And then we pick up the bits and we say, like, here's the good stuff, here's the not-so-good stuff, and here's the <laughs> PU stuff. I am Jim Scampoli. I'm Jacob Burrows, and we're going to be having some really big piles this week. Uh, piles could be a positive thing. It doesn't need to be negative. It sounds negative. But, yeah, we're discussing new television shows, which is kind of new for us because usually, you know, we go into the gritty and the nitty of uh, like uh, an entire show. We spend hours, sometimes we spend more time discussing a show than the show is on for. Uh, but this time we're going to be more breezy and give you a sort of hands-on feel for all the new fall television shows that we've had a chance to check out so far. Which one are we starting with, Jim? Do you have one on deck? Uh, I'm wondering. I mean, where, what are we thinking? Uh, maybe we'll start a little light. Maybe mm. start a little light, I, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Leroy, you were the best detective the LAPD ever had. The hell? You help me. I'm going to get you back on the force. And what do I get? What? Sorry. We'll circle back later. I'm fine. Starting now, you two are working for the underground. Congrats, partner. All right. Oh, my God. And he just took his own head off. Did you get super high? Because you sound stupid. Oh, I sound stupid. You sound stupid. Really? Ooh, that looks nice and juicy. Coming to Fox this fall, premiering tonight, by the way, if you're listening live. Uh, Shows What You Know brought to you by Ghosted on Fox. They have yes. no bearing on this review. <laughs> yes, uh, that's Ghosted. And they gave us a sneak peek. Only us, not like they gave it to everyone. Why are they doing that these, day these days? Because the mayor, too, had this sort of weird intro where they're just sitting down and saying, like, hey, we're the characters on this show. And I don't know if that's like, why is that a thing that people do anymore where they sit down and like, hi, I'm this character. Well, this is the TV show. Are you asking me why they're doing these early premieres or why are they doing these intros? Both. Well, the premieres, I think they're just trying to be a little internet savvy, get ahead of the gang, uh, head, head of the game and kind of entice. Head of the gang. Yeah, head of the gang as well. And uh, entice kind of the, the young millennials and the zennials and mm. what generation y or whatever that's coming next so just so they're trying to build some buzz i guess it shows confidence in a show that they're like hey check it out early i mean the deuce did the same thing uh the intros have not been great i don't get this choice that they decided to make i Hi, guess it's the way to i'm make science character I'm nerd. <laughs> Here's a TV show we made that I'm in, and then everyone's heads explodes. Uh, yeah, no, I guess it makes sense to release them early because, uh, like, often these days, you know, these these fucking days, Jim. There's often like often you find out about a show like just when you start hearing a show's good, that's when you find out it's canceled because no one's watching it. So I guess it makes sense. Ghosted. We were looking forward to this one. The plot summary, I suppose, is two characters start hunting ghosts no it isn't uh that's what i expected uh when i heard like paranormal investigation it's these characters i thought it was gonna be you know ghostbusters and not to say it's entirely different from that but it's more like kind of science fiction fringe type stuff going on right uh yes well i mean the, the new hotness these days in any if you're gonna do a sci-fi thing you got to have the multiverse am i wrong oh yeah everyone's that's been a thing I mean, mm -hmm. the IMDb breakdown is a skeptic is forced to work with a firm believer uh, of the paranormal on unexplained occurrences. Now, that's basically the X-Files. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> and I mean, I guess that's there. It, it's it's a buddy cop, uh, you know, buddy cop uh, romp through the paranormal. And it's not like it's tough on a lot of these because we're judging pilots. And then especially with this, this is a high-concept pilot, and it's only 22 minutes long. And you have to get across a lot of information in those 22 minutes. You, you basically take Men in Black and the X-Files, and you put them together, and you squeeze it into 22 minutes. And I feel like there's, there's some, some victories for sure. Uh, there's definitely some, some uh, things that uh, need a little bit more 
tender love and care, I'd say. Uh, but I'm I'm in with this uh, concept, and I'm in with the cast, so I would definitely like to see more. Yeah, you kind of got to do the whole buddy cop story in 22 minutes and introduce the world. Because if they actually were doing like in you know real time or something like that, it would be the end of the episode. They're like barely getting assigned to work together, and here they have to like get assigned to work. Like these aren't really spoilers. This is what the show is. They they fucking said on the IMDb they get assigned to work together to figure out mysteries, and then they have to like solve a mystery basically and do all of that in twenty two minutes. So yeah, it's gonna feel a bit rushed. Uh, I I mean. We we're just we just finished watching American Vandal, and I guess just from the title and also the promotional shots, I was hoping for more of a you know take on paranormal investigation shows, like kind of like uh, yeah, hunting ghosts and making it more like in line with that stuff. And instead, yeah. it's as you said, it's X Files but with comedy, just like The Orville is you know Star Trek but with comedy, which we'll get to later. But but yeah, I guess I was expecting that, and uh, the name is probably the big thing. They could have called it, I don't know, Aliened or something. I That's not a great example, but, you know, ghosted. There's no ghosts in this world as far as I can tell. Yeah, and, and even there's not even, like, hints of uh, dealing with more, like, that type of paranormal. It's, everything is kind of in line with a multiverse and aliens for the most part. So you're right. Like I, when I first heard about this show before seeing, like just seeing like a promo picture or something, I thought the same thing. It was just going to be a couple of loser ghost hunters or whatever, and they had mm -hmm. like a, yeah, like a ghost adventures type show or ghost hunters or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of just it's. I don't want to say it's just Men in Black, but it's Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, but yeah, it's Men in Black and X-Files and it's Craig Robinson and Adam Scott, which I like and I feel like they do have good chemistry, but they do have to quickly get their like these both characters have to have these backstories and where they're coming from and that has to show that there's a weird bond but also that there's a pushback between them and you have to introduce this whole like underground um force uh and capabilities and a system and all that. So Yeah. It's it's kind of like, oh, all right, we're already here. We're already at this point. It would yeah. almost have been, I mean, we're usually saying keep things short on this show. Yes. But something like this would have would have probably benefited a little bit more from some room to breathe. And maybe it's just because I'm so used to watching the standard hour-long show. And, uh, on a, and a cable show, an hour long is like 50 minutes. On a network, it's like 42 to 44 minutes. So I'm just maybe it's just because I'm so used to that. The only like 30 minute show I watch is like Rick and Morty or something like that. And with that, you're just used to everything just kind of coming at you lightning quick. Yeah. So. I mean, as you said, the whole underground base in an organization needs to be introduced. There needs to be like more than one character there. There needs to be like, hi, I'm the character who makes the gadgets. I'm Q, basically. And then another character is like, oh, I'm the character who does hacking or whatever. Like, we're, we're these characters. And there's no way they're going to get a chance to be more than caricatures. So it's not really funny because they're doing their own take on this stuff at this point because they only have time to introduce you know, a caricature, the only, the only like parody type element is that they're kind of sniping at each other in their characteristic way while they're, you know, throwing heads around that have been, you know, multiverse detached and there are portals and things and they're like, this is fucking crazy, man, that type of thing. That's what makes it like different. But otherwise it's kind of, I was also thinking like, hey, if it was 45 minutes, maybe. And then I was thinking like, hey, you're always saying the opposite. Give it a chance, Jacob, because as you're saying, this is the first episode. And I, I think it's going to rely on whether they do just make it men in black or if they have more thought put into it, because it, it can't just be, you know, Men in Black, kind of entertaining, but I would hope that there's also some more layer to it, that, like, the conspiracy they're uncovering isn't just going to be, you know, exactly what we expect. Um, but who knows? We'll also need a bit more time to actually care for reals about these characters, because they are kind of kidnapped after... Like, they, they each get one scene. One of the characters barely gets a scene before they get injected in the neck and taken to this organization. So we don't really have a grounded 
place to stand in this world yet. However, it's been pretty funny. Uh, I'm definitely willing to keep watching. I, I agree. Yeah, and and these things are saying it's not like a, they're not. It's not an egregious uh, sin against the show. It's it's they're forgivable things because, like we said, it is a pilot. Like pilots in general, even hour long pilots, it's always really hard to do because you have to hit so many things set up a TV show, introduce these characters, make you give a shit of what's happening. So it's hard to do. But uh, I mean, now that we're getting kind of past that, uh, I'm in. I I do. I do think it shows a lot of promise and I do want to check out more. Uh, But yeah, it's just like they have to sneak in a part where it's like, ah, pull over, get out of the car. What? No let's do this together. And then it's like, all right, they're back together. Like they have to rush through these beats that yeah. uh, would, would maybe have a little bit more impact with some more time. But like you said, we always say, you know, uh, don't spend all this time on shit. So, so yeah. we're going to, we're going to take our own advice and it looks like we're both uh, on board. Yeah. Speaking of not spending time on shit, what's the next show? Let's see what else. Let's kind of keep it in line because I think there's some similar discussions to be had. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got. This is it, local rapper, Courtney Rose, mayor of Fort Craig. What started as a stunt. Let's get back to work fixing our city. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just calling Is now serious business. You rap because you critique the status quo. Maybe now you can actually change it. I think I got this. Mom, we got to get you some sleep. It might be your last chance for the next four years. Wait, this job is four years? Yeah. The Mayor premieres Tuesday, October 3rd after Blackish on Uh, ABC. But we got to see it. We already got to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because as the mayor, when he comes out in front of the white screen and is like, hey, yo, as first duty of business... I'm going to let you watch the mayor early. And then is the girl from Glee's like, wait, you can't do that. You know what? Yeah, you can. You can watch the mayor early. So, yeah, we got to watch the mayor early. Yeah. Um, This show here is, to me, it's a horrible concept. Um, <laughs> it's, sure. It reminds me of a parody of a show that would be in a movie or something about, mm-hmm. like, an awful show. Um. I will say, but but what I'll say is, I actually really like the cast. I like uh, Yvette Nicole Brown from Community, obviously. I like the main guy. I like the girl from Glee. I like his friends, but I don't like anything around them. I don't like the concept. I don't. I, this also has things where they have to like rush through stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's keeping me from really being like, I want to watch this show, even though I will say I enjoyed the cast. Yeah, I mean, there's a longer trailer, a slightly longer trailer that just like I watched that and then I watched the show and it's exactly the same. Like all the jokes are in the trailer. Like this is not egregious or anything. It's just I don't know anymore than if I had watched just the trailer. It just was, you know, and it didn't feel like it was just the stuff around the beats. They give you all the story beats of the first episode. And I thought the trailer was like, here's what happens in the first four episodes. But no, he like he he becomes the mayor in, I don't know, I'm going to pull up the episode just to check. But I think it's like two minutes. He's the mayor already. And it's like a montage. Well, it's a bit more. But basically, more, that, but yeah. I was surprised on to what you're talking about. I was surprised that, yeah, within the first minute, he's already in the midst of running for mayor. I thought there was going to be maybe a little bit more. And maybe this is a good thing that they don't bother with this. I thought there would have been a little bit more of him just being a struggling rapper and then having the idea of like, I'll just run for mayor, get attention. But they didn't bother with any of that, which I guess is probably good. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm skipping through. Okay, he he does have this debate thing, but I was thinking the same that basically he, okay, it's before like the commercial break. He's the mayor. Uh it's like 8 uh no, yeah, it's like 8 minutes in there's the announcement that he's the mayor in a 20 20 minute show. So uh and that's not necessarily bad, but that just means that I don't know what the show is yet because I thought the show was him becoming mayor. And now I have I have no idea what episode two is going to be. And it feels like episode two 
is going to be bad because what are they going to do? Because not only does he become mayor, he does like his first project as mayor all in the first episode. And like he learns a lesson. Like I feel like he's already grown as a character in this like scant time well, scheme. So, and, and that's what I mean because I feel like there's this, um, there's this weird like, I, I feel like they don't want to make him look bad because I feel like in a way because they're ashamed of the concept because the concept like it, it's like I, I don't want to say it's racist, but it's it's just this like, what if a dumb rapper became mayor? But then they want to make sure that they're clear, like, well, he's not dumb, even though he's doing this dumb thing like like they, they do. They do it both ways where he's dumb enough to run for mayor and like not know anything about if he won but then mm -hmm. he has to show these glimpses of kind of genius as well where uh like he knows the neighborhood man and he knows this and that i guess because he was raised well but it's this weird double-edged sword it's like either he's going to be a dumb idiot that accidentally wins or he's more calculated and kind of did think about maybe what would happen if i did win i don't know it's it comes off really weird to me in the show Jim, he's just got a heart of gold. What do you have against this boy with a heart of gold, man? Of course you should be the mayor. And then, I mean, I hope, I hope this show is about how his heart of gold is ground down by the political machinery. I hope this is like show me a hero where at the end he's all dried up and he doesn't win the award for peace for bringing like different <laughs> income sectors together in a housing area and all that. I hope that's what it is. I feel like it's not going to be because you're right. They do t take both sides of it and make him like kind of really smart but then he doesn't know that a mayor is like for four years i mean yeah. I, I guess that can be different in different areas but like I, he was just gonna like quit or like become more of a rapper through it at the rapping mayor you know make all his make all his fucking uh, debates rap battles or something hey that well, might still be episode three but yeah that's the thing because like you said this episode it feels like he's grown as a character but there's no way we haven't seen the last of him being like, oh, I, they're going to pay for me to make a music video, but I have to go to the daycare center and cut the ribbon. What do yeah. I do? I, I, there's going to be tons of that. Yes. And, and with this episode, like the stakes didn't feel like real stakes to me because I mean, I get they were trying to do a thing where they show that he's in, he's in touch with his community and he, he, he has a good idea for an event to bring the community together and also like clean up and rebuild. And then, you know, they, they, they fake you out with the obvious, he's not going to get the permit. Cause they're talking about the permit. So, you know, the permit's going to be important. Mm -hmm. So they, they get to, it's another thing they get to kind of play both ways. Cause he's smart enough to get the permit, but then he's dumb enough to leave with the permit and not like give it to someone and be like, okay, here's, I got to go or whatever. Cause he even talks to one of his friends before he leaves. Um, but then the weird stakes of like, yeah, it sucks because then the cops show up and they don't have the permit. But then like his friends get locked up in jail just because. Yeah, his mom, like, his mom I, gets locked up. Well, yeah, his mom. But still, like, why did she do that? Like, I, I don't like why did it have to get to that point? And then he kind of knows to go. Like, I don't know. It's it really didn't. And then, I mean, I'm spoiling this whole episode, but then, you know, hey, he makes good because he puts in some extra hours and just does it himself with one little kid helping him. Uh, I, I, I didn't like any of that. Which is apparently possible. Uh, I don't know, like, the, the goal is to clean up this area, and I got the feeling that this was, like, the the bad area, and it's more like, no, nah, just put in some hours. His green thumb is going to, you know, fix it on up. He's going to plant a tree, and then it's done. And, uh, I mean, I guess that's fine. As, as we were saying with Ghosted, should have been probably, this should have been two episodes. Like, the first episode should have been ended with him becoming mayor. Like, what? And then the second episode should have been the first thing he has to deal with as mayor. Because right now, I have no idea what episode well, two is going to be. That's the other thing. Like, since everything's so quick, because even, like, um, right at the beginning, it's he's already running. It's in the midst of his campaign or whatever. And we never get a sense of why people voted for him. They give us one moment where he's like doing stand-up comedy at the debate, and uh, <laughs> he's really good at stand-up. Maybe that maybe that'll be a nice twist. He's gonna be like, you know what? I want to do comedy because uh, I got bullshit on the phone, everybody. 
Uh, so they give us that one moment, and then he just wins. At the very least, yeah, the episode could have just ended with him winning. Then, mm-hmm. And then at least you could have had a couple moments of him kind of messing up, but also coming through in the end, and we get a sense of why people are behind him and want to vote for him. I mean, I know this is a stupid show about a rapper who accidentally becomes mayor, <laughs> but they all I, I get the feeling they want us to think more of the show than that. So I'm just saying give us more so we believe it. Yeah, and I mean, I'll finish by saying I don't hate the concept as much as you do because I feel like they could, like, it's, I mean, look at, uh, well, <laughs> it's not as bad, but I mean, look at Veep. That's a comedy about type politics situation. And yeah, sure, the premise is bad, but basically the premise is fish out of water. He becomes mayor and he doesn't know what he's doing. And they could do interesting stuff with that. And maybe they will, because I also like the the people in it. Uh, I think they do a pretty good job. His friends are actually funny, but, but it's also like, of course he has these two friends who are even dumber than he is making these dumb jokes. And I mean, that's all fine. It's just, um, yeah, I, I, I will watch the second episode, even if you won't, Jim, and I'll let you know what I think of it. Uh, well, this is the, these are just first impressions, everybody. I mean, I, I, like, like we said with Ghosts, it is a pilot, so there's a lot that needs to be done. It's just, with Ghosted... I like the concept and I like the cast, so I'm a little bit more forgiving. Um, and the, it's not that I particularly liked the story of the pilot of Ghosted, but nothing really stuck out to me. With this one, I don't like the concept and I didn't really like how the story played out. But yeah. I will, I'll give it to you. I do think the cast is good and it shows a lot of potential. Um, and it, it, the one thing they may have to reel in, it's like what we talked about with American Vandal where American Vandal knew what characters to make funny. And yeah. then this show, they just want everyone to be funny. And I don't think that's going to fully work. You need a little bit more uh, like straight men to, or women, uh, to bounce the humor off of. And, and I pointed this out on my other show when we watched the full trailer for this. But I still don't get the joke in the pilot because his mother yells fire and they all go crazy. But she means like, just go to the fire escape for a meeting. And then his friend goes, you can't yell fire at black people. They'll go crazy. And it's like, she's black. What are you talking about? What is this joke? Why, why would you say that? I mean, that's most people, isn't it? I don't know. Most people, if you yell fire, are going to be uh, upset. Yeah, yeah. It's just, all right. But yeah, so, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be, a, uh, in a weird way, like, uh, I outright judged this show just for the trailer. And then watching the show, it won me over a little bit, again, just because I like the cast and what the potential could be there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be against maybe checking out the second episode to see where it goes. Hmm, interesting. We'll see where this goes. If we <laughs> Yeah, fucking mayor cast coming soon. What's maybe, our next show, Jim? Name of the city. We could just, that's the name of our podcast. Ah, shit. What's the name of the city? I was also wondering, I mean, I know I just said next show, Jim, but like, how big is this city? How many people actually voted for him? Is it a small place? That would make sense. That was the thing I was getting a little bit from it. And I don't know if I was just filling in those blanks because I was trying to, you know, wrap my head around what's happening. But I think they're trying to say it's, yeah, it's a pretty small city. What if it's like Atlanta? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What else we got in the docket? Yeah. There's a ship available. Exploratory vessel. The USS Orville. And we're offering you command. You kidding? That's not bad, right? No, it's good. Paint some flames on the side. And maybe like a rainbow unicorn. You got something. Engage quantum drive. We need protection. Protection from what? The krill. You will die. There's no way we're going to be out by five today, are we? Want to open this jar of pickles for me? I loosened it for you. Ah, the Orville. The new uh, Seth MacFarlane live-action take on Star Trek, basically. Now, this show's actually been on for a couple episodes now. I've only seen the first episode. Yes, I've only also seen the first episodes, merely because we were discussing pilots here. That's the only reason. Uh, I actually like the Orville. Uh, I think it's 
think it's better, way better than I expected, and the big thing about it is that they play it a lot more straight than you expect. Yes, I've heard that a lot, um, because I heard, a lot. Uh, I guess maybe not a lot of negative things, but the few like podcasts or whatever I listen to that maybe brought it up, they were pretty mixed on it to negative. And a, a lot of the main complaint was that it wasn't a parody enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's the strength of the show is that they play the sci-fi stuff as straight as possible, which I think is very important if you want to, if this is going to be more than just a sketch or uh, just a one-off comedy movie. Yeah. I think the, the, it's better to have some of the jokes come from the, like the, not from the situation itself, but from seeing regular characters reacting to this extreme situation. Yes. Yeah. I definitely expected like, what's that movie? Galaxy quest where like the jokes are like the aliens are the jokes. And here it's instead like, I don't know. I, I liked that. As you said, the, like the, it feels like they did some world building, even though it is kind of Star Trek, but it still like feels like they they put a lot of thought into it. And then basically they, they're just doing Star Trek. But if people kind of said swear words a lot and made dumb jokes and that sounds stupid, but having watched a lot of Star Trek and also having watched just recently watched super serious Star Trek where they take themselves as serious as is humanly possible. Uh, then like it's it's really nice to have some characters who uh, talk like people. Yeah, yeah. I, I I someone had pointed out before I'd seen it. Someone had pointed out the. I mean, it's not really a joke. It's just a weird, like, silly thing that happens when he's introduced to his new crew, and one of the characters is like, "Are we allowed to have soda on the bridge?" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess." And they're kind of shitting on that. But then when I saw it in context of the show, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Because, I, I mean, yeah, I guess it's not like a setup punchline. It's just, it's basically what I do enjoy. And, and like we were just talking about, it's kind of the mundane trapped into this, you know, fantastical situation. You're on a, you're on a fucking uh, discovery ship about to uh, traipse through the galaxy and discover new things. And you're concerned about having soda because you like soda. But it's great because it just shows how, yeah, to us watching a TV show, oh, it's amazing. Look at the ship. Look at space. Look at the vastness of the galaxy. Look at these robots and aliens. But no, to you living in that time, it's like, well, I like soda. So, <laughs> yeah. And like at that point, that's at the beginning of the episode. So at that point, we're not sure what way it's going to go. And then basically for the rest of the episode, it goes like not super serious, but it does a Star Wars, uh, sorry, a Star Trek episode, basically. It does what one of these episodes would be. And that's what I think might give this show longevity. Like, it might survive past more than a few episodes because they can actually just do the plots and not do, like, their own parody of, like, the idea. They're not, like, making fun of of the of Star Trek, really. Like, well... It, a little bit, but it's not like it's only like shitting on it. They're actually just doing a space story that borrows heavily from that. And there's some silly jokes, some that aren't great, but also like they, they made, they managed to make you care about the characters more than any of the other pilots we watched for me. So that's an achievement. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is coming from someone who never really watched any Star Trek. I've seen like the movies and such. But I think it's very clear in this show is that Seth MacFarlane's a big fan of Star Trek. I, I I feel like the love is coming across. Yeah, he he's adding in his own like quirks and silliness to it. But I think there's a lot of care to kind of pay tribute in a weird way, uh, at least from an outsider's point of view. Maybe a big Star Trek fan's like, no, nah, this is egregious, this is ridiculous. Are you serious right now? Uh but to me, it comes across as uh, very loving for 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 Star Trek, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, they're like clearly not all the jokes hit. Uh, I think a good amount hit pretty well. It, it's it reminds me of like um, uh, not quite as subtle, but in line with say like the Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg movies, where you're goofing on something, but you're lovingly you know, encased in it. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, but it's more Seth McFarlane jokes are a little bit more beach over the head. So it's his version of that from what I read from it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what was I thinking of? Yeah, as someone who has watched more Star Trek, it's like the comedy for me is not only in the like they don't need to make it like beat you over the head parody the some of the funny stuff for me is in more little details and just like the way certain characters act and talk that feels very star trek but then to have it in this absurd setting and even stuff like when they go to commercial the way they fade out and then the way that they fade back in like they fade they do dramatic music rising up and then like fade to black in a very specific way that's in every star trek and then when it starts back up it fades up and then the character says the same thing like that he was saying before but a different line and it's just so specific and yet there's also these kind of dick jokes and making fun about you know you're like the part of the story is also that you know this captain's ex-wife was fucking some damn alien is now the second in command of the ship like that's part of the big part of the comedy and the drama going on and i think that really works so um yeah i i haven't checked out the second one it's all again in the other ones we were saying it's just a pilot and we were saying like it might make it better and here i feel like it's just a pilot it might not like they might not be able to sustain this and build on it who knows but so far it's a it's a pretty good pilot yeah and i did like when um I mean, it's kind of hokey, the whole, like, this is my ex-wife and now we have to work together, but it it doesn't bother me. It works for the show. And I did like the joke of when he walks in on his wife with the blue alien and then the alien, like, shoots a bunch of shit out of its head. Yes. <laughs> and they don't really bother. They don't do a thing of trying to explain, like, oh, Bozarks do this when they're uh, uh, excited or something. It's just kind of like understood that, hey, that's what those aliens do. So I, I liked that goof. Yeah. And I mean, I even like the silly goof of when he's running through the hall and he steps on that slime man and it's like Norm MacDonald. Uh, and he's just like, oh, hey, no problem, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that yeah. sensibility. I like bringing an everyman sensibility to these kind of staunch, dry um, environments that we're used to. It's It's not the most original thing. I mean... It's things people do that or you've seen sketches or takes on Star Trek or Star Wars like that. But uh, I like what they're going for. So, yeah, I'm interested to see, like you said, this is more is this more of a one off? Like, can this uh, can this survive as a TV show uh, past a pilot rather than the other ones are more like, OK, there's potential. Let's see if they could build on it. Um but I think that's why this argument I hear that it's not parody enough. I think that's the I think they made the right choice that they need to have it fairly straight in the pilot because that's why it's going to survive as a show. Yeah. And like ghosted is kind of similar in that they're doing like science fiction, but they're having kind of ordinary people or kind of goofy people doing it, which uh, like usually this would be so like if this was X-Files, we wouldn't be talking like this. But also, as we said, th there's been men in black and there's been like a lot of stuff in that vein. And for Star, Star Trek and that whole genre, I can't think of as many. I can think of a lot more goofy Star Trek looking shows that try to play it completely straight, then I can think of this sort of thing, which is why it feels a bit more fresh. And just also, it has to be mentioned, the budget is kind of, I mean, I assume it's kind of crazy because this show looks better than Star Trek. <laughs> it looks really good and that helps it a lot. Yeah, the, the effects are pretty impressive. Um, I was kind of surprised because it is kind of, excuse me, being a, being more of a silly comedy show. And then a lot of times, even though I love, I love comedies that really mix the genre in, it feels like they don't, those types of projects don't do that well. So I'm glad they put some money towards it to make it look good, to really sell it. Yeah. Cause it could easily have been like a multi-camera sitcom feel of like hanging out at the brig. And then we have a planet set that we go to, and then we're back we're in the mess hall and like saying jokes and like who's gonna fuck this chick in the fucking bathroom but no that's a hologram bathroom i don't know and they actually instead do a star trek plot with jokes so works pretty well do you want to do star trek next
Yeah, how amazing. How, how was this planned yeah. by Seth MacFarlane that he was going to time his show basically right with the new Star Trek show? But uh, let's see what we got here. All life is born from chaos. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Sometimes down is up. And sometimes when you're lost, you're found. Ooh, Star Trek Discovery. Quite a, quite a leap. Quite a leap in tone from uh, <laughs> the Orville trailer. It gave me whiplash when I watched Star Trek after watching the Orville. Probably should have gone the other way around. I, I went the I went Orville first and Star Trek. And you know what? Maybe that did help me in a lot of ways. Uh, hey, actually, hold on. Um, did yes. you not mention? I don't mean to backtrack real quick. Because, yeah, in the chat, which I, I can't remember, which is Saru from Star Trek or from the Star Orville? Star Trek. That's the science officer who's kind of a geeky alien oh yeah doug jo i think doug jones plays him right yeah doug yeah. jones rules uh and yeah sarah Ruse. but who was the alien on um the orville weren't there a lot weren't there a well, lot of aliens you know, the main the main like dry one that was with the one that only urinates once a year that character was great because it's <laughs> such a thing that's in these stories and shows of that character but he also like i don't know that was great I, wait, I just wanted to say I love that character. Yeah, he looks like a Krogan, but he talks kind of like a Vulcan or something. Yeah, it was Clyden. So, yeah, I enjoyed that character. I also enjoyed Saru on Star Trek Discovery. Now, let me say, when you were like, let's talk about these pilots, and you mentioned Star Trek Discovery, I was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I only watched the first one, and then I hear you've been going behind my back watching both of them. And yeah, that's I even was like, I don't know if I can swallow two hours of fucking Star Trek pilot. And then um, last night I watched Star Trek Discovery and I was like, I got to watch that second episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Now, I, I maybe it helps because I've heard nothing but mixed from people, especially Star Trek fans, it feels. Um, maybe it helps again. Like I said, I haven't I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of a Star Trek show. Mm -hmm. I've seen the movies, uh, like even the old original movies and, of course, the J.J. Abrams movies. And um, I don't know. Star Trek Discovery worked for me, uh, at least for the pilots. I, I, I was I was in. I mean, I could definitely see that it was not regular Star Trek because it's like, you know, the Klingons and having like more of a big space battle. And I know kind of Star Trek fans kind of like the purists kind of poo-poo that. Well, there's Klingons in Star Star Trek a lot. There's a lot of Klingons, though. But like all talking about war and huge battles like that, isn't it not so... It's more like political whatever and kind of keeping peace all the time? Uh, Yeah, I mean, kind of. But I don't think that's like a drastic change i mean i guess i haven't seen the second episode i should say so it's kind of hard for me to say because the, the so far it feels pretty star trek to me oh, yeah. uh, I don't shit i don't want to keep spoiling things i have to keep i'll keep it to the first episode then yeah yeah so i mean there, there's i've heard you say before that the best possible star wars spinoff would be you know just sand people talking with subtitles and that's basically we have a whole scene of or a lot of scenes of Klingons just talking at each other. And again, I was I, I was suffering from a bit of a whiplash, and I do like Star Trek, but I was also like, Jesus Christ, with these Klingons over here, they're still talking about this, going back and forth. These fucking Klingons, man! Ugh, where is the jokes? I do agree with one of the main criticisms I've seen is that the Klingons kind of look dumb, and I, I kind of agree with that. Even not having real uh, uh, attachment to, you know... Klingon design, I, I don't think it's better than, say, like, Worf. Wasn't he Klingon? He was half, I think. Oh, is it, so do, is this what Klingons are supposed to... Is this what full Klingons look like? Um, no, there's, yeah, this is kind of new. This is how versed I am. 
in Star yeah. Trek. Well, this is kind of different. This is new for them. Yeah, it's new. Um, I mean, the, the the thing with like the these are like nitpicks. Some of the like some of the way it's shot, I didn't love like the lens flare stuff and the, what they do with the effects. And then the main character, Michael, when she like, well, the first episode ends with kind of, I mean, are we doing spoilers basically? Yes. I mean, the first episode ends with the the mutiny, correct? Yeah, she basically is so uh, she's gone to have a look at this alien weird artifact and saw a weird Klingon that attacked her, but everyone thinks, no, nah, that's crazy. So she wants to do something. She wants to attack them, I think, to show like dominance or something because that's so, the Klingon way. She already had a point where she was she was attacked and just like thrown off into space. Mm-hmm. And then we go to commercial. We're like, oh, we got to try to get her. And then we come back from commercial and they got her. Like, is yeah. that what is that about? That That's the thing I didn't really. I'm like, all right. I mean, given I know they're going to get her. I know she's not like it's TV. She's the main character. She's not going to die. But at least don't insult me. Like have whatever their their exciting rescue not just happen off screen. And then the other side of that. And this is such a nitpick. I'm even I feel like stupid bringing it up. But when she gets out of med bay and she has like makeup on, or is that just do Vulcans just have makeup? Well, why she, it, why she have she, on? okay. So now I'm all I already know I'm wrong now because in the chat, Matthias is saying the wharf is full Klingon but raised by humans, so that shows me. But that was the impression I got of Michael that she was full human but raised by Vulcans. I think she's half Vulcan from my understanding. I mean, I guess that makes sense. She's from some sort of outpost that was destroyed by Klingons, so she got raised in this, uh, you know, Vulcan-type school, learning about shit, but she's, oh, she's got this fiery human blood in her veins. Oh, no. So, yeah, that's that's her whole development thing going on. That's why she mutinies, even though she's trying to act. Oh, yeah, she's full human, the chat says. But, yeah, so... Um, Are we sure about that? Does she have pointy ears? I didn't see no points. I don't think she's full human. Mm, that's racist. I could be wrong. Mm. Can we talk about this for a second? The fact that I feel like uh, Vulcans. Okay, Matthias also says he's half Vulcan. I feel like Vulcans, and I. I this might be derogatory, but aren't they just kind of space elves? And then. Klingons are just kind of space dwarves, and that's in almost all space fantasy. You like have elves and dwarves, but you think you're so much better than fantasy because you're fucking, fucking in in space, right? Am I crazy? Because you like, got fucking Krogans are fucking dwarves. Uh, no, no, Krogans are orcs. Fuck it, and fucking uh, Turians are dwarves. Asari, uh, obviously, elves. And here we have you know Klingons. They're they're the fucking orcs, and then we like it's all like the same stereotype kind of characters where there's always like a logical one and there's always like this and that maybe i'm crazy so you're saying like since there it's just elves and it's just elves and dwarves in space yeah <laughs> which is yeah. i mean it is but that what's is that bad mm, i'm just saying admit it everyone should just admit <laughs> that that's what's going on here and don't think you're better than fantasy just because you have fucking phase guns or whatever the fuck even if you're hard fantasy i'm just saying i'm sorry i'm still caught on this fucking issue bro. race issue yeah of course, yeah, of course I, I don't I'm so i'm so fucking i guess she is a human is she just a human that's what, what i got to me the pilot why why not why why are they even raise her on vulcan because she was at this Vulcan human outpost and her parents died. So the Vulcans were like, you're one of us now. This will work. That seems very illogical. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's that's what it is. But uh, yeah, she's that's why she's fucking flipping out about these fucking Klingons, man. Uh, OK, Wikipedia. Okay. All right. Wikipedia well, says she's human. But OK, so then then that brings up another thing, because they said we haven't seen we haven't seen a Klingon in 100 years. So I assumed, but her parents were killed by Klingon. So I was like, oh, she must be Vulcan. That's why she's over 100 years old. Mm, but then she's not, clearly not over 100 years old. Well, they phrase it weirdly because they say like, ah, uh, there's been no sign of the Klingons except a few times when there were signs of Klingons. They, like, oh. they actually say like, we've had barely any run-ins with the Klingons. So they have no business someone saying, 
we haven't seen a Vulcan in a hundred years. Then you're telling me there's no business a character ever saying that. Oh, when, you mean Klingons? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's no business with a character saying we haven't seen a a, a Klingon in over a hundred years. Um, what does that mean? No business. Like someone shouldn't be saying that because oh yeah, we've seen, we've seen uh, Klingons like twenty years ago. Yeah, I, f I mean, that's the, what I got from it, because clearly her fucking family's killed by Klingons. It's the whole concept behind this, but maybe they never got out of their ships. Maybe they didn't know if it was Klingons. They've been uh, raiding here and there, they say in the chat. Okay. I mean, that's Fair. what I that's the impression I got, but I agree. Then why are oh, they saying like 100 years? Because yeah, that's the impression I got as well. The only thing that threw me for a loop was when the character said, what? You think you saw a Klingon? We haven't seen a Klingon in 100 years. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, thanks, Mattias, in the chat. It's fake news. It's yes. definitely that that uh, captain spreading some fake news. But okay, we're getting caught up on fucking nitpick shit. So I, I'm glad I know she's a human now because it does solve one of my other nitpicks because I thought she was half human, half Vulcan, which would explain some of her emotions. But she's like hella emotional all the time. So yeah. I was going to kind of pick that apart. But if she's full human and just raised Vulcan, at least now I get it. And it, it, uh, it makes more sense to me. Uh, either way, like I said, I did enjoy the show. It did get me to watch the second episode. I'm looking forward to the episode after that. From what I have heard, because I know Brian Fuller was involved for a long time, like developing the show, and then he left to do some other show. I don't know if it was American Gods or something else. Thank God. <laughs> I have heard that the the first two people have compared it more to say like how Battlestar has that you know movie to set it up, and then the series is a little different. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the same with this. They have this, you know, these first two, it's almost like a movie kind of uh, pilot slash, you know, uh, prologue or something. And then that sets up the series. So we'll see if there's anything different or uh, whether it be tonally or just in the way the storytelling is that maybe turns me off. But at the very least, I enjoyed these first two episodes and uh, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Yeah, that's a good sign, I think. Uh, I am like obviously yeah I didn't watch the second one yet so gotta get caught up on that one but this is also one of those shows I feel like there could be a lot to say at the same time like in 45 minutes or whatever uh, and I realize they got two episodes they have more more time to spread out but there's so much more happening in the Orville in 45 minutes and they like introduce more characters and make you care about them in a way uh, compared to this but that's also I think because uh, Star Trek is doing something more cinematic and obviously they're doing it playing it way more seriously so uh so yeah in the in the chat as well from spatula hat a, as a huge star trek fan who nitpicked the shit out of discovery it has me looking forward to the next episode so uh, i think we're overall positive what do you feel yeah yeah i uh i'm fairly positive on it um and it's it's interesting to see where they're gonna go uh, from here. Uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other more specifics to call out from the episode. I mean, I still think the effects, like I know you said, the Orville looked better, and in a lot of cases it did. But I, I still think I like a lot of the effects in this show. It's it's still it's it kind of did uh, surprise me that it looked more like a film effects than it did TV because TV, mm -hmm. even though TV effects are really good. Um, there's usually this a little bit where you're like, oh yeah, this is why it's a TV show. It's a little bit more, not quite as, uh, like detailed or specific. Like I even really like the, the one-off design of that weird alien. And at the beginning that comes like out of the desert pit and has like a hood on. Uh, yeah. so I'm interested in a lot of that stuff. There's no, there's no robot space racist, like in the Orville, which I'm really looking forward to seeing more of. <laughs> yes. Well, they are superior in every way. It's just it's just fact, Jim. It's not racism I, if it's fact. I mean, I did enjoy that they brought out an albino Klingon um to, you know, I guess be the chosen ones, I assume, somewhere down the line, an outcast that becomes the chosen one. Yeah. Uh, well, he's gonna light the torch, but I mean he was gonna light the torch, but then the torch was lit, so I guess He's done his job already. Well, there's there's definitely the more of that. I, it's more in episode two, so I'm not going to really bring up specifics. But there's a lot that I don't understand that's going on with the Klingons. I, I understand they're trying to unite their houses in a very Game of Thrones-esque type way. And I mm -hmm. have heard people say that this is just Star Trek being Game of Thrones. 
I don't know why if they're only saying that because they're talking about houses and a Khalees, uh, or <laughs> legit getting a feeling of that. I didn't notice that as well. A Khalees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, like you were saying, it's more cinematic. I agree. But some of the stuff they're doing with that is making it feel like less grounded for me, like uh -huh. less realistic. And there's one shot where I was kind of like, I, I liked it, but there was one shot where I was kind of like, fuck this show where they just tilt the camera for no reason where they're walking on the bridge. Yeah. yeah, what was that about? Because it feels like you're just being like fancy for fancy's sake. And then when you're out floating in space, it doesn't like it feels like a, even though it's nice, it still feels kind of like a window screensaver, a really nice one. But like, I don't get the feeling that it's real. Yeah, that's and, that's kind of what I was talking about when I was talking about with like the lens flares and stuff because yeah, it's you know just because you're looking out into space doesn't mean you're gonna have this picturesque here's the here's the sun that's gonna get a nice little glow on the character's face and maybe they'll do the thing where their head goes in front of it and blocks it out and then they'll move slightly on a line like it, you're right it's like too perfect in some cases like that. And it did it did seem to have more of like a modern sensibility in like the shooting and then even in a weird way the way the characters talked, which I could see from an outsider's point of view, it didn't feel Star Trek to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they're going for. But yeah, I, I don't know if there's there's gotta be a balance, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. And there's just like another thing where Again, it's just getting started, but I, I think what I meant when I was comparing it to the Orville and saying they got more in there, it's basically about the characters, about how many characters they managed to introduce and make interesting. Because as Matias said, like Saru, I also like Saru, but he's the only character except the main characters. Like it's the it's Michael, the captain, and Saru. Those are the characters. There's some some other ones that appear just for a little bit, like the the Vulcan uh, the Vulcan guy who's in a hologram and there's a fucking admiral or whatever he is on a hologram and there's the, the whole Klingon storyline going on but usually what Star Trek really shines with for me is having like a crew it's that's what makes it you know different from uh, a space fucking like fucking action thing that it's like we're getting into these characters what makes them different and stuff like that and sure there's still that's still going on here but it's just not giving me the grand scope of what like this crew this ship is about which is usually what they're doing really well in star trek uh i will say and this is probably borderline um but i will say it's having seen the second episode there's probably a very specific reason why that is Okay, so the ship blows up. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, the ship blows up. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to watch episode two right after we record this. I guess we've exhausted everything about uh, Star Trek episode one for now. So do you want to have like a quick breeze through of uh, different shows before we wrap up here? Have you been watching anything else? Uh, yes. Well, I don't know if I've watched anything brand new, but there's a few things I could maybe talk about. I would like to hear your thoughts on, uh, me, myself and I. Yes. Um, do you want to do the trailer? Wait, I don't, we don't need to do the trailer because I don't have that much to say. Me, okay. myself and I is the sitcom. Okay, well, well, I don't know. I feel dirty saying things are sitcoms. I don't know why. It's like a single single camera. It's a serious show, but it's still a sitcom, I guess. It's about a character and his, in his various stages of life. So you know how a, a, a series like that will usually have different storylines going on? Well, right in this show, the different storylines are different time periods of his life. It's in 91 when he's 10 years old or something like that. And there's... Uh, don't fucking quote me on the math here, but because it's in present day, he's about 40, and then in the future, he's like 65. So it's his different stages of life, and each storyline does each one. And they do this concept about as well as I like think they could. could. They do it as well as I think they could do it, and still there's a limit for me in how much I'm going to care, because this character, like, they managed to tie it together reasonably well, like, why are we jumping around in time so much? But there's still, for me, when it comes to, like, characters interacting and, 
Like, I, I, I guess the most interesting parts are when, when people who appear earlier in his life are also later in his life and stuff like that. But basically, it's just going to be, like, hard for me to get engaged because usually in a, sh in a show or whatever, I focus on one character and I'm like, wow, this character, I, I care about them. I want to see what happens next. And now it's like, well, I already know what happens next until he's about 65. And sure, it might be kind of fun to see it unfold, but the comedy hasn't been so great that it's got me like really riveted. The drama is like, it's it's actually pretty well written and it's got funny moments. I, I'm just concerned about how it's going to be able to pull me through and into it even further. Yeah, because I, I really, I liked, I saw the trailer for it and I like the concept a lot. I think it's uh. I think it's a smart uh, concept if if executed well because it does look like they they're clearly drawing parallels to different parts in your life or maybe how one section of your life can uh, kind of affect another part of your life, etc. Uh, and I, I like the people involved well enough. And but yeah, it does seem from the outsider's point of view, it does seem. Like, you know, how, how do you keep this up without it coming across as like we're desperate for ways to connect these things where now we're reaching to be like, oh, my 40th birthday reminds me of when I was 10 and I fell down the stairs or whatever. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, I mean, they, they do center it in a kind of scrubs-ish way around like, hey, I really learned something today and then that's going to stay with me my whole life and that's going to connect to like, hey, I'm always learning this one thing. This is the moral of the story and it's in different like time frames. I'm still learning this one thing and that makes sense. Um, it's just, as I said, like, I don't I don't know. I like it works because a sitcom will often go off and have like three storylines going on. So it actually doesn't feel rushed like the mayor or uh, ghosted because there's just the stories are just smaller in scope about what's going on in his life. And if you put in funny moments, that's going to work a lot better. With all that said, I feel like I don't care that much about this character having seen these different parts. I I, are, I know where he's going to be when he's 65 years old already and, like, mm -hmm. the different steps falling into place. I mean, not every show needs to be space battles and so on, but it's just not going to be that exciting to me, I think. So, uh, nay on on episode two. Um, I'll probably give it a shot. Not sure I'll finish episode two. We're going to see what they, what they try to do. I want to watch episode two of all these shows, actually, just to get a sense... Because episode ones are tricky. That's why we, we keep saying this disclaimer, like, this is only the pilot. We're only talking about the pilot. Because often it's something completely different, and it's not until you get to episode two that you get a sense of what the show is actually going to be about. Because episode one is first impressions. It's your first date with this show. They're putting, like, like, they're putting their best foot forward, and then sometimes it turns out that's not what the show is. And sometimes that's a great thing, because it's actually something a lot more interesting than what you thought it was going to be. So I, w I will say a yay on episode two, but uh, it's honestly like, it, it's just, I don't know. It was well put together, but it didn't grab me. Okay. Uh, I did pull a clip for the show I'm going to talk about. You ever heard of the No End House? It's six rooms. Each is supposed to be scarier than the last. Everybody who goes in describes it totally different. It messes with you psychologically. Yes, hits in your head, finds your weaknesses. Where's Margo? Do you trust me? With her dad. We can still be a family. <laughs> horrifying that's right it's season two i mean secondly not a new show but season two of channel zero uh basically it's an anthology show so it might as well be season one because season one that shit's get that shit out of here yeah and, and i will say season one was whatever to me it wasn't that great but so far i'm two episodes into no uh the no end house of channel zero season two and i think it's fucking great um, it dev I had weird dreams after I watched it. It got me really spooked. Uh, so I'm saying that if uh, you're 
you're all about get, getting ready for Halloween, watching some spooky shit. I hope you're not watching American Horror Story when you could be watching Channel Zero. Uh, it basically, it's this show takes creepypastas and makes a show out of them. Uh, oh. The first season was Candle Cove. I don't know if you've ever read the Candle Cove story. It's basically like a like a two paragraph story that they made eight episodes out of. Oh, good. Uh, and the No End House, I think, is fairly similar. I think it was a little longer, uh, but it's this. You know, you're just hanging out in your town. You start getting weird messages on your phone, seeing weird commercials on TV advertising this creepy house, and just giving you an address. And you think it's like, ooh, look at this elaborate haunted house that's going viral. I need to check it out. And there's six rooms, each room more terrifying than the last. And uh, anyone that's gone into the sixth room has never been seen again. So take from that what you will. I give it a huge recommendation because uh, it, it spooked me out. Can you leave this house instead of going into the sixth room or each not? Room, each room has an exit. Each room okay. has, uh, it says like, here's room two or here's the exit. Like if this is too much for you. Like in the, the first room that they go into, uh, they walk into this room and there's the there's like clay models of each person's face just on mm. this on this table. It's like, wait a minute, that's me. And then they're like, how do they do that? They must have 3D printers and they must take scans of our faces. We're walking up, like trying to come up with some dumb reasoning on why that happened. And sounds like, ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like looking at your face and the lights go out for a second. And they come back on and all the heads are split open. And uh, except one, one of the kids, his, his one was fine. And then like one person's like, fuck this, just leaves. And then everyone yeah. else is like, let's see what's in room two. And then like it kind of goes from there. Oh, gosh. Well, I would be that person who said, well, thanks, guys. I'm out of here. That was a good run. I got me some good old spooks, and now I'm going to sleep never again. Bye. Uh, so that's why I haven't watched Channel Zero, I guess. Uh, not sure if it's a show for me. Sounds great for people who like that sort of thing. Maybe I'll check it out if I want weird dreams. I don't know. Uh, what's in room two? Can you say, or is this? Is, is um, I remember room two, room two, uh, room two, they go in and there's just a, it's just this big empty warehouse room. And there's a guy standing in the corner with like a weird mask on. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of walks around and he like stares at each person. One person he pushes and then he starts walking towards another person and the lights go out. And when they come back on, there's just a trail of blood, like through the wall, like just walking off into the wall. And the girl that was with him leaves. And then everyone yeah. else is like, oh, man, they have actors in the group with us. It's <laughs> wow, so elaborate. That's so cool. Uh -huh. Even like you've been in like haunted houses. That's not really a thing. It's close to where I live, but you've been in them. And from the way you've described them, uh, it sounds like you're already like half assuming it's real, even when you know it's fake. So going to like a weird appeared out of nowhere ghost fucking house and then people are like dying and vanishing uh don't you think people would be like all leaving or are they real spook well, heads and the, honestly the biggest giveaway to me would be like wait a minute i have to pay i didn't have to pay a hundred dollars to be here yeah <laughs> i'm <laughs> gonna die <laughs> am i right in assuming that eventually you get into a room and it's like not even a room and it's like fucking or is ever all of this the room are we in a world that's the room now you might be on to something my dude mm. be on to something. maybe you think you leave and you never left maybe something like that yeah i mean it sounds pretty it sounds pretty scary it's good for scary people october things yes yeah because i i wasn't um not that I was really down on season one. Like I thought it had some uh, really good moments. It's just by the end, I was kind of bored with it. So mm -hmm. when season two rolled around, I didn't immediately jump to watch the episode, but uh, there was two out this past week and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And uh, I'm hooked. I'm ready. I f it's, it, it, it definitely shows that like with a lot, we always talk about this, but a lot of genre shows always kind of have some, they get their, they get their like bad stuff out of the way in season one. And they mm -hmm. learn like, okay, well, we, we found out that this works well. This doesn't work so well. And then a lot of these shows really start to kick ass in like season two and three. And it seems like they're on that path. I mean, who knows by the end if they could stick the landing or not, but so far so good.
Okay, cool. Like, I I thought, just from watching, you know, a lot of trailers for a lot of shows, granted, we haven't watched any that were really terrible, but I thought this was going to be us doing a quick rundown of, like, this was shit, this was shit, you know, this one was me. But actually, like, I think we've said that all of these are worth checking out and worth at least we're gonna like watch a little further and see what happens so that means basically that any of these shows are up for getting the full shows which you know deep cut analysis thinking where we do a full episode on it i, I guess we'll just have to wait and see because uh depends on how they all how they all pan out for us which which ones are you most excited to continue with uh i'm i'm probably the most hyped right now for some more star trek i'm a i'm a trekkie my dude Oh my gosh, how the world changes. It's 2017, everybody, and Jim's a Trekkie. Well, That's I will, great. Uh, at least at this point where I'm high on it, I will have to thank Shows with Gina because I definitely would not have watched this at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, well, that's great, yeah. Oh, yeah, where um, are you at? Uh, I, I want to check out season two of the, of the Orville really bad, but I, or episode two, sorry, but I just saw bad reviews of episode two, like really bad reviews. And then, but then hearing you say that people are giving it mixed reviews and such, even on episode one, I'm like, wait, why am I ever listening to other people? I make the reviews around here. So I'm more confident going in and giving it a proper look, but I guess it's cause I was worried cause I liked episode one. And then I could just imagine a really slow, boring episode two. Uh, yeah. I mean, and this is just speculation, but it really feels like people root against Seth MacFarlane. Um, so I don't know if that's where a lot of this is coming from because I, I was pretty down on watching the Orville because just a lot of the feedback I had heard. Uh, and yeah. again, you're right. It just goes to show don't trust anyone except us. Except yeah. us. We're talking about stuff. Uh, shows not- what we know. Shows what, shows what you know. Ah, we need to figure out a way to use our fucking title as a catchphrase or something. But... Until then, if there's a show you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about here, please do go and leave an iTunes review and let us know what show to do. Because uh, magically, we will then contractually do an episode on whatever show you say, if you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, you know. So, um, yeah, we got some shows coming up on stuff like The Good Place, just from people saying that sort of thing. Uh, We did get a new review saying we should watch American Vandal which uh, we already did, so uh, you're welcome. You see how quickly we we cash out these things? We made it before we even saw your review. Uh, Sometimes we're just that fast. But if there's another show, hey, you can always make another iTunes account, just saying. Yeah, I mean, someone in the chat asked if we were excited for Season 5 of Vikings. I've never seen it. Maybe put it in a review. I'll check it out. Absolutely. I've seen some of it. Another review would be the perfect motivation to give it a proper look. Yeah. And, of course, there's always more stuff where if you go to JimandThem.com for Jim's uh, podcast, Jim and Them, or YouTube.com slash Jim Darko. And for me, you can go to AwesomePedia.org or YouTube.com slash AwesomePedia, where we have different various stuff, interesting video essays on these television shows. And, uh, I mean, check out the fall TV preview episode of Jim and Them, if nothing else, where you get these and a few other trailers of shows that haven't come up yet that we're going to check out later. A more comedic view of them. It's very nice. Um, I think that summarizes everything. Yep, that's everything. Thanks, everybody. Peace.